welcome back to another episode of the Financial Success Show. Wow, that feels weird, me bringing it in today. <laughs> You're doing a good job. Oh, thank you. As you all know, Jeff is away on vacation in Mexico. Screw you, Jeff. But I will be hosting the show today, and today I have Claudia Harvey as my co-host. She is a three-time best-selling author, CEO of Digit Apparel, and the Dragon Slayer. As she slayed a pretty big dragon back in the day at Dragon's Den. Yep. Yeah, I've actually watched that episode. And today we have Vanessa Smith. She is the uh, Money Master Coach and the expert. So um, let's take this away. So I believe Claudia has a big announcement for us. Well, yeah? first of all, I'm so excited to be here. I'm yeah, here. me I'm too. Co-hosting the show with you, Kirk. You're doing a great job so far. Yes, thank you. Well done. Well done. <laughs> And I'm absolutely thrilled to have Vanessa as our special guest today. Yes, thank you. Vanessa and I go back a fair bit and a long way, and um, I've seen her build her business, and I'm very excited to have her explain her business to us today and how she can help empower women in their financial success. So mm -hmm. I'm very, very excited. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Vanessa. Oh, thank you for having me. No worries. Excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so where do we want to start? So um, I, I think I'd like to, to, because this is a financial show, I'd like to try and tie in the new announcement that I'd like to do today, Perfect. which is just four days old, wow. um, and but tied into the financial aspect because uh, it right. really talks about uh, the evolution of be being an entrepreneur, making money, adding to your wealth, and how that can assist you with further opportunities. Awesome. Right. So, um, as some of your listeners might remember, um, I was on the show a little while ago, and I am CEO of Digit Apparel. I'm also a speaker and an author. I became an entrepreneur 10 years ago and created a company called Digit Apparel. Yes. And Digit Apparel, the first product that we had launched on Dragon's Den in 2009, very late 2009, and that catapulted us across Canada uh, in Home Depot and Lowe's, and it is a manicure protective gardening glove, right? So very fufu shishi, but very niche. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something I probably yeah, yeah, wear. Well, <laughs> surprisingly, some men do like it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't have a green thumb or anything. I touch just die. So, <laughs> so that product went um, across Canada, bec really because of the exposure that we had on Dragon's Den and partner with Kevin O'Leary at the time. Um, evolution of the company. We have launched a new product as of Friday. We launched a new product, and that is called Dig It in the Sun. Dig It in the Sun. Dig It in the Sun. Mm. Oh, I wish I had some sun right now, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, right? I know. Well, you just got back from Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, so that's true. You can't well, really comment on that. Yeah, that's true. We <laughs> yeah. did launch in Jamaica, <laughs> yeah. and we are very thrilled to be partnering with um, the McKesson Group of companies, which will be in pharmacies across North America come this spring. Awesome. So we're extremely that's excited to do that, and we launched our product at their annual general meeting Awesome, down there. awesome, so, awesome. Well, do you want to explain it really quick before we get into Vanessa's story? Sure. What's so, this big thing right behind me okay. here? So, really, really fast, because this is not a, a spot on Dig It, but, so, this is Dig It in the Sun. It is basically a biopolymer that you put on yourself. It goes on purple, and then you put your sunblock over your entire body, and you protect your sun. Sun, with sunblock to protect your skin. The dot um, reacts to the UV sunlight and your sunblock, and it turns clear when you are protected with your sunblock. Oh, no way. And then throughout the day, as your sunblock leaves your body because of swimming, running, being active, just life, it starts to turn purple again. So it's an indicator that you are exposed to UVA and UVB sunlight. Wow, that mm. sounds like something I really could have used when I was on vacation in Cuba. I think Fabian has a picture there to show everybody. Fabian? 
That was me when I was in Cuba. That was 48 hours. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Little red. And then the two days after that, it turned into that. Oh. So oh. if I had that product a couple months ago, my yeah. vacation would have been saved right oh from there. Oh my gosh. Digging the Sun is a great, great product for moms, for kids, for uh, anybody that's a sports enthusiast, anybody that loves the sun. Yeah. They, have, they have the freedom to enjoy the sun with knowing that they can be protected. That is and so cool. And you use it again and again because is it like one sticker for the whole day? One sticker for the entire day, and you just reapply the sunblock, and it mm. continues to go clear as you put the sunblock on, and continues to go purple as your sunblock leaves your body. Wow, that's really, really exciting. cool. That's very, very cool. Right now it's available. I have to give the plug on digitapparel.com, digitinthesun.com, and well.ca. You heard it first from Claudia Harvey. <laughs> there you go. Well, Vanessa, let's get back to you. Yes, that's Since you're awesome. the expert and the star of the show today. Beautiful. I want to hear your story because I hear that you have a couple of them, but I want to hear how Vanessa Smith started in the yeah. financial world and what drove you to the woman you are today. Yeah, well, it's funny. I feel like, you know, life happens for you. And honestly, I feel like that's been my journey. So how I got into this whole world of personal finance and empowering women started from my own journey with money. So when I started... Being an adult, graduated from university, I made some silly money decisions. I moved into a condo I could barely afford. Yeah, yeah. you could relate. Yeah. yeah, we all kind of did yeah. some silly I mean, I'm stuff. I'm 24, so I think I'm still in that pattern. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. you should talk to Vanessa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me yeah. learn from your mistakes. Yeah, yes, please do, please do. So yeah, I moved into a condo I could barely afford. I was living so-called my best life. And then woke up one day and realized this is not the life I wanted yeah. because I had a great job, but I was literally living paycheck to paycheck. And I kind of fast forward my life to where I wanted to be. And I knew, okay, when I was growing up, this is the life that I had dreamed of and I wasn't living that today. And I started to like study like how different people became wealthy, what worked for some people, what didn't work. And that kind of just got me into this whole world of personal finance. So I started to dig more for myself and then change my financial life, started to save a lot more, bought my first investment property. And I was like pie in the sky, so happy. But when I looked around at the women that were in my life, in my circle, I realized that they were just as stuck as I had been. And they were confused and they weren't happy. And so it just literally started this, this passion and this fire inside of me to empower women with their finances. So that's kind of, I feel like the thing, the story just kind of like came into my life. It's mm -hmm. not something I searched for, but that just propelled me to really want to help women because I saw the shift in my life and I saw how I could just get my finances right. I was more confident. I was more able to take on opportunities. I was able to invest in real estate. So much opened up for me and I felt well, if I could get this, why can't I help other women to do the same? So that's kind of how the journey started. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Now, it sounds like there's a whole process to that. What yes. was the first step that you took in getting connected with your money and your financial journey? Yeah, so a lot of it first was kind of just researching and digging in to understand how to do it because mm -hmm. no one taught me how money worked growing up and I didn't have a clue where to go. So it was really just studying people who were already successful, understanding how money worked, understanding how to build wealth. That's kind of how I initially started. But then I always knew mindset had a lot to do with everything. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. That's true. Yes. We had a conversation earlier on this week. If you think something and have a positive outlook on that, it will happen. So if you think true. negatively, you will fall and, into a negative And slump. truly believe. It will yes. happen. That's the key. You really yeah. have to truly, truly believe. And, and even if the 
belief is there, the goal is there, you have no idea how it's going to mm -hmm. get there, no idea how it's going to make it. If you can believe in yourself and the yeah. people around yeah. you and in your abilities, the how will figure itself out. And yeah. I can attest to so that. True. I was in a tough spot maybe two weeks ago. I had to make a couple bills. Um, mm -hmm. I won't get into my finances, but I mm -hmm. paid a lot for car insurance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> $700 a month. <clears throat> but oh, I had to make a bill. That is a lot. And that I was very short on cash, but I just got in the mindset of, Kate. I don't care how mm -hmm. or where this comes from, but I will make this happen. Mm -hmm. And I succeeded and I made more than enough money Amazing. and made my bills, right? So right. as long as you Amazing. believe it, it will happen. It's so true, it's so true. And I think so many people are so stuck on looking at their current situation and trying to figure out the how, the how, the how, but sometimes you just have to change your mindset. And like we said, believe and things just happen, like things just flow. So that was a big part of my journey was really working on my money blocks. And that's what I help my clients with a lot is really understanding what's my emotional connection with money. How do I feel? Like, how do I look at money? How am I talking to money? And making that shift first, which then opens up so much in terms of how you show up with your money and how money flows to you. Yeah. Very, very cool. Mm -hmm. What would be the first step of a client coming to you overcoming a hurdle? What would you tell them? So before we even, with my clients, before we even get to the finance stuff, yeah. we spend at least three to four sessions, like over a month, six weeks, doing mindset work. Oh, so cool. we go deep into what's their emotional connection with money, understanding their subconscious beliefs, their money blocks. Because what you don't realize is when we're born, we have no judgments, no attitudes about money. Like we're a clean slate. But as you grow and as you get older, you start to pull in things, whether you see it from your parents, whether you are exposed to it, whatever it is, and that starts to shape your money habits and beliefs. So one of the things, one of the first things we do is really get into what that is, like how my clients are feeling about money, what are they saying about money, and really digging. We do a lot of exploration <laughs> to really understand where was that first interaction with money? Where did that come from? And then we question it. Why do you think that? Is it serving you? Is it not? And then try to reframe it for them and get them to really just reframe that, that mindset so they show up better for their money. And one of the things that I found over the course of my career in my life, as I was becoming more wealthy myself, mm -hmm. um, I found that the people that I was surrounding myself with were, they became more like me. Like yes. they, the people that are paycheck to paycheck complain about money. Mm -hmm. If you stay in that mindset, you stay in that group of people, you, 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 you feel accepted that you're paycheck to paycheck because yes. everybody in your circle is paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to, to, to strive to do better, you have to break away from that pattern and you do start to associate with people that want more wealth like you do. Yeah, so, so it true. just sort of peels the layers of the people away and, um, and I just find it perpetuates the ability to make money. Mm -hmm. If you listen to people, either coaches, business people, read magazines, read articles, mm -hmm. listen to podcasts, and yes. surround yourself with understanding how to change your pattern and, and strive to the goal that you want to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally yeah. agree. It's yeah. funny, you said you go through four weeks or six sessions or something like that, going mm -hmm. deep, 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 right? Yes. I feel like there's a couple of stories there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, see? See, there are a couple of stories there. Without using names, what, yeah. uh, what story could you share with us? So I'll actually share one from my client yesterday. Yeah. So I do have a money personality quiz on my, on my website. I actually saw that. I was oh, on your website you? today. Yeah. <laughs> did you take it? No. Oh, I was curious <laughs> as to what you were. <laughs> so I, um, she took that, and there's also a bigger uh, quiz behind it. So she took the bigger quiz, and she came out as a hoarder. 
That was ah, her personality type. So meaning that she really likes to stockpile her money. She doesn't like to spend. She's always looking for the best deal because she's scared that she'll never have enough money. So we're talking about it and, and where that was coming from. And one of her points was like, well, I don't buy myself something unless I feel like I deserve it. She's like, well, if I get a new job, then I can treat myself. Or if I finish a course, then I can treat myself. So I asked her, well, you know, you're showing up great in your life right now. You're doing things to help people. You're changing the world. Why don't you feel deserving right now? And she was, she couldn't answer me. And it's, it's crazy because, especially as women, we tag our worth, we tag our sense of worthiness to external things. When you're showing up, you're keeping a roof over your head, you're not relying on anyone. Like, she's an independent woman, but she doesn't feel deserving. So that was a big thing for her, where it was keeping her down from really just living her best life. So I actually gave her a challenge yesterday. Oh, interesting. I got to send my girlfriend to you then. <laughs> <laughs> this will help me really understand why she's going out and doing yeah, all this stuff. Okay. It's true. And well, spending money she doesn't have, perhaps? No, saving all this money and not uh, enjoying it. Yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's yeah. why then. Yeah, right? it's literally our emotional connection with money, how we feel, how we're right. showing up. It's impacting our decisions, our mm -hmm. actions. Because yeah. I've known um, people, um, especially women too, a girl that I went to college with actually. She worked mm -hmm. three jobs. Yeah. I went to school and had no social life. Wow. But she was miserable mm -hmm. and just like, uh, but her focus was always money, 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 yeah. money, money. And right. when she got the money, she wasn't doing anything with yeah. it. Like she wasn't enjoying it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Everyone's different. And you actually brought up a good point of understanding your girlfriend because I've got um, another uh, client. They're married, mm -hmm. husband and wife. And when they came to me, he was taking care of all of like the budgets and the money, and she was just kind of doing her own thing, letting him take care of it. And so they were butting heads because he couldn't understand like why is she not involved, and she couldn't understand like why are we saving so much, like yeah, why yeah. can't we live life? So when they took the test and really got deep into their emotional connection, he was a hoarder, she was a diva. And when they Eva. understood that, yeah, so she liked That's to spend. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but when they understood that, to your point, their communication changed. So they could understand, okay, That's why cool. you do this, why you do that. Now we're in balance. Now we can support each other to reach our family's goals. So it's very important before you get to, you know, how do I invest or where do I put my money? Understand your emotional connection with money. Understand how you feel about that and have the conversations, especially when you're in a relationship. It's so important. Well, and that's why I thought Vanessa's a perfect guest. Yeah, it sounds show. like it, yeah. Because <laughs> you, you talk about with clients and your people the emotional connection to money prior mm -hmm. to the investment side, yes. which is a lot what Blackburn uh, Group does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we talk about saving taxes, we talk about yeah. saving money, we talk about reinvesting your dollars in very smart ways, which is extremely effective. Mm -hmm. But if you're not connected to your money in the ways that you're talking about, then you're not open to the further investments. Yeah. yeah. So it's so a great true. it's a great fit. It is. Yeah, yeah. It really is because yeah. that's a huge struggle that a lot of people have mm -hmm. is they think they're connected with their money but they're not connected at an emotional level. Exactly. And if you're not connected at an emotional level, well, yeah. you know, you're just stuck in the mud. Yeah, we point. we all have money blocks like all of us mm -hmm. and we have to just understand them and release them whether you think it's hard to make money or you think being wealthy will make you, I don't know, greedy. Like we've got blocks right. inside right. of us. And, and sometimes you have epiphanies of um, something that comes across your, your mind, your circumstance, your opportunity, mm -hmm. that all of a sudden it opens up your clarity yes. of what you want and your connection to money. Can I give an example? Of course yes. you can. <laughs> so about five years ago I was in Hawaii 
and I had a wonderful opportunity What's to be able to go. What's with all you guys and going to these tropical places? Like, <laughs> like, you can tell I Hawaii, love the Jamaica, sun. Yeah, Mexico. Exactly. Yeah, you, you must do. like the sun. I do. I love the sun. I love the sun, hence the product that I created. Um, anyway, I'm in Hawaii, and I'm on a dive boat. Love scuba diving. So oh, I'm on a cool. dive boat. I'm looking at the cliffs. I'm on the ocean. I'm looking at the cliffs and all the beautiful estates that are up on the cliff. Mm. And, you know, we've got, like, Oprah Winfrey's estate is up there, and... Um, oh. just a whole bunch of movie yeah. stars and just really wealthy people. And the first thing that went through my mind is this five years ago. And in essence, I'm a very successful business person. But mm -hmm. the first thing that went through my mind was, oh, gosh, wouldn't that be nice? Mm -hmm. And then I thought, wait a second. That can be me. Of course like, it can. Like, yeah. there's nothing stopping me from having that estate except for me yes. doing yeah. it for myself. Yes. So how am I going to figure out how to get there? Well, mm -hmm. these are the, I want that. Now I have to reverse engineer how to get that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't necessarily want the estate because it's way too much maintenance. In my opinion, I'd rather have a lovely hut on the beach. Right? <laughs> that's more well, my see, style. See, for me, I want to own my own island. <laughs> oh, well, see, there you <laughs> see, go. that's my thing. So go big go. or go home. So whatever your goal is, mm -hmm. right, don't think that you are limiting your ability to get it. Yes, It's so just true. trying to figure out how to do it once the epiphany happens that that can be me. Mm -hmm. That could be my lifestyle. Yeah. So why not? Let's figure it out. Yeah. Now, people come with all kinds of baggage. They yes. come with all kinds of preconceived notions. Mm -hmm. And that's really important, how to get rid of that. Because a lot of that's pattern, mm -hmm. yeah. what, how we built up our life. It's true. Right? So it's my true. parents, they, were, they passed away 10 years ago, but they were from the Depression era. Mm -hmm. They were hoarders. Mm -hmm. They wanted money, money, money. I think our family vacations was camping. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever went to Florida until I was like 16. So it... it we were very, very frugal as a family because their life right. was frugal when they grew up. They couldn't release that. Yeah. Yeah. So my early years was the absolute opposite. Mm -hmm. I spent like a crazy lady. But then I got to, you know, my mid-20s yeah. yeah. and, you know, 26, 27 and wanting to get married and wanting to have a family. I'm like, I don't have a heck of a lot here. But I had a really great job. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so I had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. How does somebody overcome those financial blocks? Great question. So there's a lot of work yeah, that obviously has to like get. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, it does. And I mean, like to Claudia's point, like this is stuff that we've had potentially for years, especially mm -hmm. because how we're created, like our mind, our subconscious, when it forms, a lot of it is in that zero to seven age where we're still in that subconscious state. So when we're looking at our parents and seeing things, we're literally just taking all that in. So it's not just like this quick fix. Oh, I want to be wealthy and I, I'm open to abundance. And like you snap your fingers and your mindset is fixed. Mm -hmm. You have to do a lot of work. So some of the things we do with my clients is really just helping them obviously get deep, questioning those money blocks, reframing them for them, and really getting them to create new money mantras and say that to themselves. Um, I also do some NLP techniques because I'm an NLP practitioner. Are you so, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's really cool. Yes. I'll have questions for you offline. Though. Okay, yeah. sounds good. That's cool. That's something well, I've been looking at. And that's I think that's cool. a really good added bonus to what that Vanessa is a does. added bonus, yeah. 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 yeah so, because so explain to the audience what NLP practitioner yeah. is because some okay. people might not know. That's true. So it stands for neuro-linguistic programming. My easiest way to explain it, or how I at least have it sunk in my head, is really understanding how your mind works, understanding how you do things, why you do things, and then reprogramming your mind, your subconscious, to create a new path and to go a different way and to create the outcomes that you want. So if my clients are coming wi wired with 
these misconceptions. So money can't buy me happiness. And that's what they're believing and they're pulling that in. Rewiring that. So I'd actually get them to go deep. Okay, what makes you happy? Mm -hmm. Traveling to Hawaii. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jamaica, Cambodia, Cambodia whatever that is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I ask them, well, do you need money to do that? Of course. Of course, yeah. So it's not that money can't buy you happiness. Let's reframe it. Money supports my happiness. Or gives you yeah. choices. Or gives you choices. Opportunities. Opportunities, exactly. So it's reframing their mind and then doing some other techniques that really release negative emotions around money, let go of limiting decisions around money, and really replacing that, that picture that they see about money and turning it into something more positive. So when they're thinking about it, it changes their frame. And then that changes their behaviors, which then changes their actions around money. That's really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. So on that note, here's a question for you. It's a little Kay. bit of a curveball. So I'm a millennial. Yes. Now, millennials, <laughs> we think that we deserve the world mm -hmm. at our feet, and we should be making millions of dollars by the time we're 20-something, and yes. that it should just come to us. How would you work with a millennial in that sense, <laughs> in that mindset? Very good question. So... In the sense of, you know, money should just come to us. Yeah. Do you feel that you shouldn't have to work for it, that it should just flow to you, that you just can sit and like... I personally don't. I was <laughs> raised very old school. Yeah. So, um, but kids I went to high school with, mm -hmm. who actually came from money, mm -hmm. right? They don't have to worry about it. And mm -hmm. they're still at my age, not doing anything. They just think that money should come to them. Right. Right? That kind of mindset. Gotcha. Very entitled. Yeah. Very yeah, entitled. that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. Very entitled. Yeah, Someone yeah. that's very entitled. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, we all have a life to live. And how I look at money, money is just an exchange. It's an, it's an exchange of energy. It's an exchange of whatever it is that you want to do. So my thing or my question would be to millennials is, well, do you think you're born and here to just live your life and walk the streets and do nothing? Or what's your purpose here? Get connected to your purpose. Get connected to what you want to do and create something where that money will flow to you in exchange for you doing something that lights you up. Like, there's no way that you're just going to sit on your couch and money's not going to, like, money's going to flow to you if you're not doing something. Like, I wish if that could happen, I'd be sitting on my couch right now. Oh, well, yeah. I don't think you would. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> That's true. You, you have a passion for, That's true. for doing things, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's really, um, I feel like, and I don't really know all millennials' ways of thinking, but I think that sense of entitlement makes us really not want to go after things in life and want this easy escape route. But I feel like we're all here for a reason and we all have a gift. And so you should want to share that gift in exchange for money, not just have money flow to you just for the sake of having it flow to you. So yeah, it's getting connected to what you want and really creating a plan for your life. And yeah. I do believe, again, coming from the corporate world and seeing the corporate shift in the millennials and how they work yeah there is a huge difference in how millennials work there versus is a huge, huge my generation yeah. how we worked like we worked 70 to 90 to 100 hours a week and that was expected of us but i think a lot of millennials don't want to have that lifestyle mm -hmm. no they really don't no. um i know a lot of millennials it's a work-life balance that's what they're right. focused on right? Yeah. right as long as they hit 35, 40 hours a week, that is it. They don't want to put in yeah. any overtime. But in after exchange that. for that, that might come to a money exchange. So you yeah, have a good mm. lifestyle, you work two or three years oh, yeah. on a job, jump mm -hmm. off and travel for six months, go back into something else. Mm -hmm. It is a give and take with money. Yeah. So I, I, my prediction is that some of the millennials will finally get to the stage I was when I was 27, spending a lot of heck of a lot mm -hmm. of money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of in that m mindset, because I traveled all the time and I really had no responsibilities except for myself, but got to a point in life where I'm like, mm, I now need to actually start buckling down and trying to figure out 
where I can try and figure out some assets instead of spending money mm -hmm. willy-nilly all yeah. the time. So the, the work-life balance shifts. I think you'll get deeper. A lot of millennials will get deeper into their careers and their jobs. And then I think there'll be another shift again. Again, being a really old lady, I've had that shift. You're not an old yeah, lady. Yeah, I say that. You're not Come old. on. I'm older than you, oh kids. Oh, my God. I don't oh, think so. Okay. No, but you're when, not. But when I was 40, I shifted again. And that's mm. when I started the entrepreneurial path. Gotcha. So I left the money behind again and mm -hmm. shifted away to more of a work-life balance again because oh. I had kids and mm. I had... I your priorities were a little different. My yeah. priorities yeah. different. So yeah. I think throughout your life, your True. priorities change and that's the money point. will change with it mm -hmm. but connecting to your money and understanding that connection can happen throughout your entire life it's That's just true. understanding where you want to spend your time effort to make that money yeah. mm -hmm. and how you can make that money because yeah. just again using entrepreneurial example if we have our own business we can mm -hmm. save our own taxes if you save on it's your true. taxes it frees up your money that mm -hmm. money can then be used for residual income like investment properties which is a lot of the way yeah. i made my money Right. right so one thing can move yeah, to another true. to another but very very first thing starts mm -hmm. with mindset yeah and connection yeah very right? true mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. very true she says something how she made her money i'm kind of curious <laughs> what steps did you take to mm -hmm. build all of them because i've yeah. heard the story before but mm -hmm. i feel like our listeners could benefit from that well um personally when i was 30 i i owned my own house yeah okay. so i i was in sales yeah. and i made a heck of a lot of commissions and my husband and i were able to have two incomes no kids and we paid our mortgage off and that was when i was 30 like that's pretty darn amazing that's yeah, yeah that's yeah. very yeah. yes um and, yeah. he, and looking back i'm like wow i was that was really good yeah, yeah. Some good advice right yes. um and then and we had good income mm -hmm. And but we didn't spend willy nilly. We started investing our dollars and buying a house, and then we flipped that house to a bigger house. Then the kids came, and the money started to have to be spent in different mm -hmm. ways, right? So your investment dollars are not as as easily into investment. But then, as the kids grew older, again we're starting to free up some more money. Our income gets even bigger, and but we're not spending crazy. You know, I I drove a ten year old van because I had kids, mm -hmm. so I wasn't going to be flipping my car every two years like I did when I was in sales mm -hmm. and younger. So you're again priorities change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as we grew older and had our family grew older, our, we freed up money again and started reinvesting. So now I have six properties. Wow. So boom, 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 mm -hmm. boom. Right. Where are those so, properties? A lot with Detroit. All they're all in Detroit. Yeah. Not all of them, but okay. some of them are Most in Detroit. Okay. Yes. And then we have some vacation homes as well. Oh, very cool. Yes. Very, very mm. cool. Yes. Detroit's doing some really cool things. Yes. Yeah. Really, really yes. cool and things. And it's right a matter now. of figuring out opportunities, right? Yeah, like, it is. And that opportunity is starting to close. We're closing out our Detroit investments uh, in the next, what is it, 72 hours or something like right. that? Like, so we're really closing them off. A mm -hmm. lot of it is working with a network of people that you surround yourself with. Like yes. Vanessa and I met each other two years ago. Mm -hmm. I like to feel like I've helped you with your career. Absolutely. And moving Absolutely. you forward. <laughs> yes. And and I connected with Craig five years ago. Craig is the owner of Blackthorn mm -hmm. and my business partner in Digit Apparel. Evolution of networking and and meeting people. Mm -hmm. You surround yourself with positive people that meet your expectations and goals, mm -hmm. and you help each other. Yeah. yeah, right. So, true. so really one mm -hmm. thing leads to another, mm -hmm. and hence you're here today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I met you two years ago, and yeah, so yeah, there you go. True. Just, we, I saw something in Vanessa two years ago that I'm like, I can, I can help this. It's the smile, woman. isn't it? It's the energy, and it's <laughs> the smile, and it's the smarts. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So, Vanessa, how would yeah. you define financial success for yourself? For myself, yeah. so my overall definition that I tell everyone, and I guess I apply it to myself as well, is really having the money you desire to create the life that you want. Because 
whatever you want is different from what I want, is different mm -hmm. from what Claudia wants. We all have different goals, we all have different dreams, whether it's Hawaii or <laughs> not, whatever it is. So for me, it's really understanding what you want out of life and creating the financial means to get there. That's it, plain and simple. So whatever your goals are, whatever my goals are, it's making sure I have the money to get me there. Because like Claudia was saying earlier, having money, it's not just like, you know, just to have it for the sake of having it. It opens up doors, it opens up opportunities, it allows you to create the life that you want. So that's what it is for me. It's literally just having the means to do and be, basically do and have all the things that you want out of life because you only have one life to live. That's true, <laughs> and it's too short. Yeah, way too short. So I want to do everything that I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> me too, yeah. and I have a very long bucket list. Yeah, <laughs> and that's good. List. I think that's great. Me One of them is scuba diving, list. so we will have to Ooh, chat about that, Claudia. I just mm -hmm. I heard that you are into yes, that. Yes, I started when I was 18, and just it's my happiest place on earth, Crazy. being underwater. That's really, oh. really cool. Yeah. I think I'm a little too chicken for that. Nah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Fine. You gotta push yourself a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hawaii next year, guys. Okay. Sure. Done, Done deal. Done. Here we go. We'll bring you back on the show a year from now and see yeah, if you're exactly, Hawaii or not. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What's one thing that you wish you figured out sooner in your life? Hmm. That's a really good one. Um. Besides money. <laughs> money or. I'd you say know. Uh, definitely on the the money side. I feel like when I started being an adult, I was so lost and I didn't really know where to go. And I'm so grateful that like now in the age that we live in, there's podcasts and there's more things out there to help people understand how to really get connected to their money. I didn't have that. And so I guess I wish maybe I could have started on that journey a little sooner. It took me a while. Like I made a lot of mistakes and I paid for those <laughs> mistakes. So kind of knowing that a little more and maybe even going back to even when I was in university, when I was even in that stage of my life, I was just spending money like it was nobody's business because no one taught me, okay, let's figure this out now. Like before you get to that age of being an adult, I wish I would have been more savvy at that point in time. I think I would have been even further ahead than I am right now. So yeah, definitely that. And I'd say the other thing is really understanding my circle and yeah. who I was surrounded with. like over my journey and coming into this whole life, I've definitely like changed circles and really tried to get myself around people that are more above me and elevated. So I think that also would have been great to know <laughs> uh, a lot younger in my life so that maybe I could have even been, from a mindset perspective, shifted even faster. That's one thing mm -hmm. that I learned this year, uh, being so young, 24 years old, is you have to surround yourself with people that you wanna be with, Yes. right? and people that will bring you up and develop you. So mm -hmm. if I want to be a CEO of a company, I got to surround myself with people or CEOs. Yeah, I have to hang true. out with them and, you know, learn from them. I mm -hmm. can't hang out with, you know, my drinking buddies or something well, like that. Well, you can every once in a while. Every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. But, but you're not you going to emulate their behavior yeah. to increase your career and your, yeah, and your exactly. path. You can emulate their behavior on a Friday night. <laughs> Friday night, Saturday night, <laughs> Sunday morning. No. Yeah, yeah, it's true though. It's important. That's cool. So yeah. it sounds like you've done a lot of personal development. Yes. What would be your number one tip for personal development? Ooh, tip. Start early, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I say, I find that my, I'll say coaches or the people that I follow mm -hmm. personal development has evolved. And so sometimes we feel like, oh, if I'm following this person, like that's going to be my teacher for the rest of my life. 
And I used to kind of think that, okay, only follow what this person does and stick to that. But as you grow and as your life grows and you evolve, there's different teachers that are going to come in. So I always say, really, I follow my intuition. So who am I listening to that's really aligning to me? And I'll stay with that person for a bit. And then maybe I'll listen to what other people are telling me about different teachers. And then I'll kind of segue into that. But I find I'm always kind of looking at like different people and what different people are saying and I'm pulling from different people as opposed to just let me just follow this one person so I'm big into podcasts me too podcasts. I'm huge into podcasts yes. and it's on my drive here my drive home yes That's yeah what it is. my me. car is, and another yeah. cool tip for that is at the gym yeah right so listen to music listen to a podcast it's so true yeah. yeah at the gym in the car when I get dressed in the morning I've got something on like a podcast mm-hmm. and then for me I love reading like I yeah. love a book so I try to carve out at least a few minutes a day to really just get in and connected and read every day. So that's a big thing for me. Yep. Um, yeah, I've read lots of books. <laughs> I <laughs> no, could suggest I'm a lot. reading a couple of them. I wasn't a big reader. Yeah. But then when I started my sales career, when I was working for Honda, I started reading and developing that way. Yeah. And then I have like six books on the go and I just... Yeah, it's so important to just start. feed your mind. Yeah. Feed your mind. Like I'm just constantly feeding my mind. So what's your favorite book? Business Ooh. book. Do you read oh. business books or do you read fiction it's books? It's more like no. personal development. Okay. okay. So what's your favorite book? So if, if I could say this. So right now my favorite I'd say is Jen Sincero. Oh. You're a badass. Oh, uh, I like it. Sorry. Nice. Am I allowed I to like say it. that? No, I haven't read that. Such a great book. I read that book the beginning of this year. Uh-huh. Shifted me. Like it's just, it's literally just about living in your fullness, living in your worth really not being a victim, like seriously changing your mindset. It's a lot about mindset right. and how you're showing up. Yeah, she kicked my, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she did, That's she great. did. That's so yeah, really she's cool. amazing. And then my other, I'd say top one is Brian Tracy, No Excuses, The Power of Self-Discipline. Mm-hmm. That one's that a one. really that great one. That one's on my list to Yeah, so good, because you realize how much excuses you're feeding yourself in every aspect of your life it's like it's not just business he looks at you know your health like your personal relationships how there's so much excuses that are holding you that's holding you back mm-hmm. yeah very very cool yeah so after people have gone through step one and they've got connected with their money they've overcome mm-hmm. their financial hurdles what's step two in their process so step two is where we actually get to all the money stuff and all the financial strategies okay. so before we even create strategies, the biggest thing I get my clients to do is align their financial goals and their core values. And this is, it seems simple, but every time they do this, I hear the two same things. One, they'll tell me, oh, I've never really kind of written down my financial goals, which you think most people would, but what we don't realize is we've got these lofty goals in our heads, but we've never written them down in paper. And we've never created a dollar value for them and a target date. It's like, oh, I wanna be financially free. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to retire early. What does that look like? How much do you need? When do you want to do that by? So getting them to really get clear, and I ask them to do a money date. (laughs) So either with their spouse or with themselves, but really just dream about the life that they desire, create their goals with a dollar amount and a deadline. And then the other side, create a list of their core values. And it's funny because people are like, well, I'm not sure what my values truly are. 
And I always tell them, not the values you think you should have, but the values that you actually and have. And live by. And live by. Because you have to live your life by your values. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and your habits. Exactly. And then you identify and shift. Yes, yes, exactly. And you align the two because so much in times in life, we're trying to chase this, this financial goal, but our values here, and we're wondering why we're never getting it. And we're wondering why we're always financially stuck. Well, you live your life based on your values. So if it's this goal, but your values here, and they never align, you're never going to get it. So we really bring them into alignment first. Mm -hmm. And then once that's solidified, I then help them create a money master plan around that. So creating, I don't like to use the word budget because it just feels like scarcity and lack. Yeah. So it's a money master plan. So we pull in, we look at their spending habits for the last three months. Where's all their money going? How can we stop unnecessary spending? We look at a debt repayment plan. We look at saving for their retirement. We look at... Uh, saving for the kids' education, and we bring all of that together, uh, life insurance on top of that, making sure their family's protected. So we create this big plan for them that then they can go out and achieve those goals. And with that, that frees up a lot of money for them to mm -hmm. now do whatever it is that they want to do, whether it's their vacations, whether it's investment properties, whatever opportunities are out there, we've now reshifted their entire mindset, reshifted their entire plan, and created a pool of money that they can then use to achieve their goals and live financial freedom. That's really, yeah. really cool. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You said move on into other things. What do people move on to once they've achieved all of that and they've freed up all this money? Where do you find they go to? So it depends. Everyone has different goals. Um, some of my clients just want to be able to have a vacation because they've never had a vacation before. Um, other clients really want to get more into businesses. That's mm -hmm. a big thing where people coming to me, they're really looking into how do I become an entrepreneur, like how do I start my own business, and trying to understand what that looks like. They can um, come to my boot camp on December 1st. Oh, just oh you yeah. stole there my you plug. <laughs> there we go. That's Which it. you came to. Yeah, I was going to say, I came to that. Yeah, how two was that years experience? Ago. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Because at that time, I think I had just quit my job maybe a month yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so what do I do? <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. So I actually met Claudia. She was speaking on stage at uh, Tony Robbins' event. Oh, okay. That's where we met. <laughs> and so then I heard about her boot camp, and I was like, okay, I need this because I have no idea. Yeah. Because when you're coming from being an employee for your entire life, you don't know where to start, what to do. No. So literally, I would say anyone who is looking to start a business, definitely go to your boot camp because it opened me up to things that I would have never even thought I needed to consider, need to think about, how to structure the business. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, this is how I do it. <laughs> ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we assist people on how to launch a business successfully after two years. Mm -hmm. So really how to price themselves, how to brand themselves, how to niche themselves, mm -hmm. how to make a marketing plan, financial plan, and launch a business yeah. without spending crazy yeah. amounts of money yeah. because you're aware of the pitfalls that can happen. And that's what we that's what I teach in the boot camp. Yeah. Oh, really interesting. When is the mm -hmm. next one? December 1st. December 1st. December 1st. Wow, that's what? Yeah, three in Brampton. Two weeks. Two weeks from now, yeah. But there's a couple of spots left, so yeah. Where can people find that? ClaudiaHarvey.com. Go on to events. All right. It's right there. It's right there. Yep. There you go. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I'll have to send that out. Um, what's one thing that you learned in the last week that people could use? Oh, the last week. Yeah. Make you think a little bit. Oh, that's hard. I've got an answer for you because I've yeah. just... Yeah, go yeah, for go it. Ahead. No, go for it. Yeah. So you would ask... It's an. It's a, actually um, a dual answer because you asked me to be a guest host... I did. Uh, two days ago? 
two days ago, two three days, days ago, ago, a day and a half ago. And I've never like been that. a guest host on a podcast. I've never done anything like this. And I'm like, sure, I'll yeah, try that. Yeah, Jump okay. in. <laughs> and then, Kirk, do you have a guest? And Kirk says, no, we don't. I'm like, I know of a person that I can bring on. And then you took the opportunity. Yes. You know, immediately. Yes. It's like an yes. opportunity taking. That's very true. Right? That's very true. Just walk through the door, trust in yourself, and trust yes. in the people that are around you. That's very true. And it's kind of been my, I've made this now my motto to just, and that's what I want to do for 2019, just say yes. Whatever Ooh. comes, just say yes, because you never know. Like just yeah, like this has been fun. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's already been close to forty-five minutes. Already, I oh know, right? Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> it flies when you're having fun. It actually does. So we got time for one more question, and it's Kirk's favorite part of the podcast. Okay. Uh -oh. I well, Claudia warned you about it just before uh -oh. we went on. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Two I actually, I actually thought about it. And a lie. Okay. Let's go. Um, I was born and raised in Bermuda. Okay. My wedding was at Claudia's house, and I have a teacup Yorkie named Buttercup. <laughs> um, you were born and raised in Bermuda. That's the lie. Nope. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> what is it, Claudia? Yorkie. The Yorkie. The Yorkie? <laughs> the Yorkie. Oh. See, I knew you were married at Claudia's house. I knew yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know the teacup Yorkie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want one. I just don't have time for one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine's a pit bull. I'm a dog lover. Oh, I, I wish I had a dog me. to show everybody, but I don't. I have a little cockapoo. He's oh, yeah? 13 now. Oh, my God. So, That's pretty old for a dog. Yeah, yeah but he still yeah. thinks he's a puppy. Oh. Yeah, and he's so cute. That's I miss great. him. But yeah, no, I'm a dog person. So yeah, yeah. I always wanted a dog. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I always, always, always want dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, where can people find you at? Uh, my website is uh, www.mintworthy.co. Say it slower. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Worthy. Mint Worthy. Mint Worthy. Yeah, okay. so M I N T W O R T H Y okay. dot C O. Dot C O. Dot co. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Claudia, any closing remarks? I think it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for and having me. Well, thank, thank you for you. taking the opportunity. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's, yeah, been fun. it's been great. And thank you so much for allowing me to co-host with you. No you've worries. Been awesome. Yeah, you've I feel been like great. you should come on the show more often and co-host with us. You know what? We'll like we talk should... to Jeff. Yeah, like, <laughs> Jeff, you've been replaced, bud. <laughs> yeah. Send him back on vacation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's gonna come back and he's gonna like say yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, you guys watching want to see me live, I host our two. Tuesday night FSE live here in Brampton at 2120 North Park Drive, suite number nine. You can see me live. And if you want any more information, go to our Pay Less Tax book. That's paylesstaxbook.com and you can uh, subscribe to our book. And I think that's about it. Well, there you go. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Cheers.